girls you love till the day you get older. Say what you mean and mean what you say. A man is faithful. Come what, come what may. Okay. What's up, guys? My name is Jude. I'm a co-host of Go Forth. Hey, I'm Christian. It's me. What's up? <laughs> and we are... <laughs> Sorry, that was a really long pause. We are super excited to have Father John Klein here with us. Father John, hello. Hey, how we doing? Glad to be here on Go Forth. <laughs> We're glad to have you, Father. So, Father, can you tell us to start off a little bit about yourself? What do you do? Um, and, yeah. Yes, of course. Um, so, my name is Father John Klein, and I am a Legionary of Christ priest, and I have been uh, a priest for a year and a few months. So it's been a, a great adventure leading up to this uh, moment in my life, but um, I'm super excited to be here. I live, I live currently in Atlanta, Georgia. I work as a chaplain of a grade school high school called Holy Spirit Prep. And um, it has been a beautiful experience. I've been in Atlanta for about a, a year and a half, I would say. Um, that is my, has been my first assi- assignment as a priest. Again, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, born and raised, and um, I guess one of the my favorite things to do, I would say, is uh, I like to play music. I'm a musician. I like to talk about music and um, and jam out, as you guys know. Well, you know, Father, it's so good to have you on here, but I can't help but notice you said that the past year, years have all been leading up to this moment in your life. So it's all been leading up to you being on this podcast, hasn't it? That's, That's right. Okay. Some culmination. So uh, I better go to confession by the end of this podcast because I think the world is going to end because uh, <laughs> the promises have been fulfilled. So all all the more motivation to uh, go to confession, say a good prayer before the end of the podcast because uh, you'll be seeing Jesus pretty soon. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. Well, I have the special blessing of working with Father John and Holy Spirit Prep. So that's been amazing. And also living in community um, with um, him for the last year and a half now. If just to start off, you can share one of your, one of your favorite parts about being um, just one of the highlights from your first year and a half of being a priest. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. I guess, um, the best way to describe God's plan for your life would be, in my opinion, an adventure. Because when you think of an adventure, there's a lot of uh, uncertainty, a lot of unknown twists and turns. Um, there's a lot of uh, unexpected things that happen, but usually, well, there's difficulties always on an adventure, but there's always um, great discoveries and things that you never, discoveries you never thought were possible or mountaintops that you're going to reach that you never knew existed or dragons that you're going to slay that you, that were beyond your wildest dreams, right. In in an adventure. And um, so God's plan oftentimes has a lot of twists and turns. He, um, he likes plot twists in our life. So the priesthood was really a plot twist, something that was unexpected. And it happened when I was 21 studying music in Tennessee in Nashville. And I never uh, really dreamed or thought about being a priest. Actually, I probably feared it more than anything. But um, now having a 
kind of gone through the, the formation, which was, which it was long, probably 11 years, but again, 11 years of adventure, a lot of beautiful experiences along the way of getting to study in New York City, getting to study in um, Rome, and now in Atlanta. I would say one of the most beautiful things about priesthood is uh, really the, the way that God works in a very personal way through, through you. Right. When I was working in the music industry, I, I like all of us kind of deep in our heart, we have this desire to, to change people, to help people, to change lives, inspire people and music. You can, you can inspire a lot of people with your music, but I don't know. It's um, what a lot of the music we have. Um, it's nice. It, it, it helps people to maybe you go to a concert. It helps you to relax. You have fun with your friends, but it's hard to say a concert really changes your life. Um, so um, I was thinking like, okay, what, what can I do? What's the best way to, to really impact and, and help transform the world? And really God, God showed me that it was the priesthood, right? Because in priesthood, especially in the moment of, let's say, the sacrament of confession, which is really beautiful, where you're one-on-one with somebody, they're in a really key moment in their life, they're humbling themselves, confessing the things they're asking forgiveness from God for, and you get to be there and you get to be the instrument of God's mercy. God speaks through you, through your words, uh, through your mannerisms, through the sacrament itself and the the formula of of absolution, the Holy Spirit working. So my favorite part has always been those one-on-one encounters, especially in confession, where you see God using you in ways that you never could have imagined. And also, it's beautiful to know that regardless of what you say or do, even if it flops, that um, the Holy Spirit objectively works through you because you're a priest. You say those the formula of absolution, and that person is not the same. God's grace changes them. And oftentimes, you do see visibly their, their countenance, their face change, they smile, they get excited, um, they leave um, renewed, enthusiastic, um, and so you see God one-on-one face-to-face transforming lives. And I think that's the best hearing confessions um, has, has been the most beautiful because you have a front row seat to what God is, is doing in people's lives. Wow. That is absolutely amazing. Father, thank you for, for sharing that. And just um, for the listeners for the last two podcasts, we've had one of your songs as kind of like the intro Love Like a Man, you talked about your passion for music. Um, maybe if you could just give us a short explanation on like what that song means. Um, we've heard it so many times. It's one of Crab and I's favorite songs. You gotta love like a man and fight like a soldier. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess I wrote that song thinking when I was a seminarian, I was working with a lot of middle school, high school boys, especially. And I was trying to write music for them and as well trying to, there's different stories. You have three different stories in that song. So it also, they can listen to the song. If, you know, if they have a short attention span, you can say, Hey, listen to the words and you ask them questions about the different people. So they can guess, uh, you know, who the different people in the song are. So it tells uh, three inspiring stories. And the goal is selfless love, right? As guys, oftentimes I think our temptation is to, uh, be self-centered to, to not be generous with what we have, to live for ourselves, to make our whole life about ourselves. And the, the, the message of the gospel is Christ lived for others. He was a man for others. 
And so we need to remember that, that we were created to be men for others. And the more we're pouring ourselves out in love and living for others and using our gifts and talents for those around us, that that's when we're really men. That's when we're really happy. And so that song is meant to be sort of a, a motivation to uh, get up, fight against your selfishness and to, to go out and be a, um, a real man who lives, lives for others like Christ. So it's kind of three different stories. The, obviously the first is nine 11, right? One of the firefighters running up the buildings at nine 11. There's so many inspiring stories about different men and women who um, sacrificed themselves and uh, had a, a choice to just flee. Their gut reaction was to run away, but they were able to overcome that and, and uh, die giving their lives, saving others. And then um, the second one is basically a guy who's faithful to his wife. Um, it's, it's a, a tough, it's very common to see a lot of marriages not, not lasting and they don't last for many different reasons. Right. But I think one of them is because oftentimes uh, us men were, were selfish and we, when it gets to a difficult moment, we don't want to, to lay down our life for our, our bride and we, we run away. We don't, we don't stick it, stick through thick and thin. We're, we're not really yeah. faithful. Those words of when you, when you get married, you say till death do us part for better, for worse. Um, so that's kind of a story of a, and again, you can put so many different names to the guy in the second story about the men who are faithful to their, to bringing ultimately their wives to, to heaven and then write the last story, St. Jose Sanchez del Rio, the Mexican uh, young boy who died in the, during the Cristero War in Mexico. Basically, he was a young middle school kid who um, wanted to stand up for his faith, was refused to deny his faith, and was tortured and eventually shot in publicly um, in front of his town and his family members because he, he refused to say death to Christ the King and uh, died uh, with the words of uh, Viva Cristo Rey, Long Live Christ the King, which was the, the Cristero slogan against the atheistic government. So it's a song about men who are um, men because they lay their lives down. And that that's not easy. So you got to love like a man and you got to fight um, like a soldier. So it's Those a, you love till the day you get older. Crab, <laughs> <laughs> maybe if, if you can... Um... Well, I don't know. No, I don't know if you could put a link to that song so our listeners can go find that. But it's on Spotify, right, Father? Yeah, if you go to Spotify, you could type in Love Like a Man. I think it'll pop up. Or you just type in, you gotta type in my uh, seminary name, Brother John. Type in Brother John Klein, so BR for brother, and then John, J O H N, and then Klein, like Calvin Klein, K L E I N. You'll find, uh, you'll find that song, Love Like a Man. Or you can just go That's on YouTube awesome. if you don't have Spotify. <laughs> it's, um, it's on iTunes as well. Actually, I don't think Love Like a Man is on iTunes. Um, we'll have to confirm that. I think it is, yeah. but... Oh, man. Uh-oh. Well, we, we spoke a little about St. Saint, Saint Jose Sanchez de Rio. And as Father John knows, we spoke about him on our last podcast because Father John listens to all of our podcasts. Thank yes. you for that. <laughs> I have to remember how to spell go forth because uh, it's like G E A U X, right? Yeah. That's uh, right. 
the southern uh, southern way. Is that not normal? <laughs> Wait, speaking of not normal, Father, please tell me you remember that time in summer course when Crab gave himself a concussion <laughs> kicking a soccer ball into his head? I do, I do. What the heck, Jude? <laughs> Sorry. That's one of those slow motion moments. You wish that you had, you could watch it again in slow motion. <laughs> Christian, what were you trying to accomplish in that moment? Well, you see, I it's was. Time we, time we hear. <laughs> well, I was like, you know what? I'm basically Cristiano Ronaldo because, you know, mm. my first name starts with the C and my last name starts with the R. Mm. So it's like, I'm going to bicycle kick the heck out of this ball. Well, in the moment, I realized I'm not Cristiano Ronaldo. And that ball went straight into my face. <laughs> well, that was an amazing moment in all of our lives. You really um, changed us with that. Anyway. Um, Got to look on the bright side. At least you didn't kick it. It, it. You didn't kick it in the wrong goal. Your pants didn't fall down. You know, so, like worst things could have happened, you know. That's true. Dang. Such a positive outlook <laughs> on life. Well, good stuff. Well, when speaking with Father about what he would like to discuss on the podcast today, uh, something came up and we talked about the importance of small acts of kindness. So, um, Father, I don't know if you had a, a story in mind of something that really displays a small act of kindness that changed the world. But I think it's important that we talk about that because it seems like people i mean even myself we don't see the value of the little things um so if you could tell us a little bit more about that and i don't know maybe open it up for a little discussion whatever you think yeah, sure um i guess we're, we're in the middle of lent and maybe one resolution that i've been challenging a lot of the kids to do is to try to do one hidden or one unexpected act of kindness each each day because um recently i've been really People have been doing them to me, and it always um, is a beautiful kind of surprise that really builds me up when uh, somebody goes out of their way to do something unexpectedly kind for you. That kind of leaves you a little bit dumbfounded. And uh, I think that's a mark of a, a Christian. A Christian is somebody like, what did Jesus, Jesus was always going, uh, breaking kind of the social standards and norms, and it was always... He's always doing something daring that was that was loving and selfless. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like simple uh, example would be uh, Jude was there, but uh, we went to Waffle House on December sixteenth of this past um, uh, Christmas time, and it was exactly the one year anniversary of me becoming a priest. December sixteenth of the previous year, I was ordained. And so we're there, we're at Waffle House celebrating and we're eating. It was myself and I think there were five, four or five other guys that were with us. And in walks this other group of like young adults. And one of the guys had this Christmas sweater on and it had Santa Claus. And he was in this like little, uh, this like spandex workout uniform and Santa Claus was ripped and he was, uh, he was lifting barbells. And it was just kind of a goofy, kind of ugly Christmas sweater. And, but it looked really tacky. And so I remember thinking, like, who is this guy? And he goes with his friends. They sit in the corner. 
and they kept looking at us it was really weird looking at us so you're thinking already you're kind of almost judging him inside like this guy's weird like why does he keep looking at us what's he thinking of us maybe he thinks we're weird you know because i was in my collar and um we get to the very end of our meal and our waiter comes up and says hey you know what don't worry about it somebody paid for your meal and i was like whoa really somebody paid for our meal and uh there's not a lot of options all waffle houses are pretty small so um, we, I immediately looked at this guy in the spandex Santa Claus sweater and he, he looked up and looked me in the eyes. I was like, it's him. And I was kind of really surprised. And he knew that I knew it was him because we, our eyes met. So then he got up and walked over to us and gave us this testimony about, uh, the importance, how he was, um, really, um, inspired by us being there and maybe he had overheard some of our conversations maybe he just saw my collar and but he somehow knew that uh the guys that i was with were missionaries or some kind of living out their faith in some way but oh my inspired. gosh father john i just had a revelation what, what? <laughs> that must have been santa claus think about <laughs> it the timing was perfect he knew somehow you said yeah it, it, you know it could have been could have been Santa Claus himself, you know, after losing some weight. He did have a little bit of a, a beard, and he did have a twinkle in his eye. And uh, oh gosh. very red Father, cheek. We, we, we haven't told Christian that Santa Claus isn't real yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe he's not. Maybe uh, Christian was right, and Jude and I were always wrong. But, wow. Uh, a lot to catch 22, man. What the heck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, this Sorry, this guy bought our food, and we were like six people at Wawa's. It wasn't cheap, and he he wasn't he didn't look like he was uh, had like a, a high paying salary either. Um, so it just caught me off guard. Like, wow, what that was really cool. That was really brave. It's really pretty brave to go out and buy someone else's food that you don't know. I mean, if you don't think that's uh, pretty difficult to do, then I dare you to go do it. Right, just go to the drive through at Chick Fil A and. And uh, ask to pay the bill of the person behind you, and uh, we're and if it comes up as fifty bucks, pay the fifty bucks. But Dang. it's not, not easy to do. But uh, <laughs> this guy's actually was like, wow, that was that was awesome because he he didn't have any reason to do that, and it, it really left a strong impression. And I was thinking, I want to be like that. You know what? What more can I do in my own life to? have like a brave charity, a brave, a generous um, love for someone who I don't even know. Right. And, and that's what Christ did. He, his, his love was risky. It was brave. He was vulnerable. Um, he gave until it obviously hurt mother Teresa's line, give it till it hurts. Christ gave until he died. Right. And, and it's not easy to give until it hurts. So the, the transforming value of an act of kindness and how much that can uh, build up the, the people around you, how much that can strengthen the church, how much God can really do and touch hearts through, through a, an act of kindness. And everyone today is, is kind of lost in their own world, and an act of kindness really kind of breaks them out of their little bubble and um, makes them – it wakes them up, right? And so I think we can probably come up with – if we were to talk together about a whole bunch of different acts of kindness that maybe have impacted us in our own lives or us in doing them to others, God has really 
given us uh, converted our own hearts or made our own hearts grow bigger. But that um, that would be my kind of my challenge to uh, the guys, especially listening, but as well to, to anybody listening, that we have to up the bar of generosity in charity and in risk taking in our own Christian life, because if there's no risk, then there can be no great reward. If there's no um, struggle or there's no generosity, then we're not going to grow or we're, we're kind of stifled. God can't um, do all he wants to do in us. And um, God, God is, is limited when we're limited in our generosity. Wow. That's amazing. Father, thank you for, sharing that um one thing like you said you you kind of made it your challenge that's one thing that i see maybe a little theme in our podcast we like to give like practical advice of the things we talk about and how to live this out in our life how to truly go forth and live what we're saying here so um maybe if i could switch it to christian for a second um what crab what do you think um are some ways that yourself as a college dude um living on campus and everything what are what are some practical ways in which you could live like small acts of kindness for the people around you maybe not even even like in a super like um like spiritual way but just like in a very simple way what do you think are some like practical things that you could do in your daily life in college gosh there are so many things like just little like because college students are always super stressed out so really the smallest things could cheer you up. So, I mean, anything from like, you see a few dishes in the sink, wash them for somebody, you know, um, somebody's struggling with homework, give them a little help. <laughs> it's like, it's super easy to help somebody over here in the smallest ways. And it can really change your day. Um, I know for me, probably, I mean, the last thing that probably happened to me was like someone made, food for us in the lobby of my dorm somebody made ramen and it was like incredible <laughs> so typical it was it was around <laughs> it was around two o'clock in the morning we were all like trying to do calculus homework and we were just stressed out and someone was like hey like i'm making ramen anybody want some i was like whoa <laughs> yeah what a guy. i know the college saint patron saint of college the guy who made a batch of ramen for everyone. It sounds like not great at all, but like it was, it was insanely awesome. So yeah, dude, I I don't doubt it. I I mean, I love ramen. And if somebody made ramen for me while I was doing calculus, I would never do calculus. But if someone did that for me, I'd be changed forever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think that it's it's super. Um, it's super easy to one of the saints, I don't know, maybe Father John, you know who said this, but they said to do little things with great love is a big thing. Um, and maybe sometimes we get a little bit sidetracked at, man, holding that door for that one person who's like 25 feet away from the door and it's a little bit awkward to like wait for them. Like, I don't have to do that. I could just keep going. It won't make a difference. Like, they won't even <laughs> think about it. That is like what? everyday life at college, by the way, the door holding thing. It's such a gamble. You're like, man, are they far away enough? Like, should I just go in? Uh, like, it's so hard to judge. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's always interesting. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of creative stuff. Once you start kind of thinking about it, all, all of a sudden, 
you'll find many different really creative ways to to um, to love. I heard one one guy once uh, said what he used to do is he would put a rock in his pocket at the beginning of the day, and that was like his reminder to try to do one hidden act of charity. So like, you know, when you usually have your hands in your pocket multiple times a day. So you'd be like, when you feel a rock there, you're like, man, why is this rock in my pocket? And then you remember, oh, I got to do an act of kindness and you do the act of kindness and then you take, you can take the rock out of your pocket and throw it on the ground. But, uh, that's awesome. See, so you do something like that or you have a jar of rocks in, in your kitchen or in your bathroom where you brush your teeth, you like put one in, in the morning, you put it in your pocket. And then as you do your act of charity, you just throw it on the ground later and um, it's a really practical reminder to, to actually think of something to do and to do it consciously and to offer it to God. Um, and then once you start getting in that habit, it's amazing how uh, many times throughout the day, different acts will, of kindness will pop into your mind or different situations. You'll think of different things you can do just from that act of just consciously trying to do one act. You'll end up doing like six, seven, eight. Uh, throughout the day and it that little habit uh, really really changes your attitude on things um, it really changes the way that you you notice people around you um, it really changes the way that you pray um, so that was uh, something that somebody told me that I've tried a few times that that actually really really helped me to to um, to do to, to love more right yeah wow um you that's interesting that you say it, it like helps you and i always i always kind of think about that like do um do actions we do help our help our prayer or or making those actions a prayer saying like i want to make this a sacrifice um of love or something like that do you what what are your thoughts on like are our actions are our actions can they be prayers? Like, how does that work? I mean, I hear that, but, but what's, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, well, sure. Was my, You're actually, was my, was my question clear? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the, you think of a married couple, you think of your, you know, a, a, a mom and dad who love each other a lot or a, a couple that, you know, you know, that's had fifth been married for 50 years and the way that they, all those little things they do for each other, the the way that the man still waits for his wife or still holds the door for her or still puts his arm around her or the way he, he asks her permission to do things or like those little humble acts, which probably they are like habits now. He's not reflecting on it, but he's formed these loving habits. Like all those things are the fruit of day in and day out him living for her. And so those little acts of, the, of little little habits that he's formed through repeated action, I think are great testimonies, and they speak volumes of their of the depth of their their love for each other. And so, the same with our 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 habits. When you when you have a good habit, it's called a virtue, right? The more you do something um, over and over and over, the more you get in a, a habit of doing it. The more you you uh, naturally tend to do it. If you wake up, well, waking up is not a good example, but you um, you. You do, um, trying to think of, if you constantly, let's say this is the act of charity, you constantly do one act of kindness every day and you're pushing yourself, little by little you'll form, it'll be easier and easier. At first it might be difficult to 
um, you know, spend the extra dollar to guy, buy the guy next to you a Coke at the Coke machine or to get up and go refill somebody's drink. Maybe that's an inconvenience at first, but the more you do it, the more um, it's easier for you, the more you enjoy it, um, the more the little sacrifices make the bigger sacrifices possible. Um, those, those habits of kindness are open and dispose your life more to God. And I think those for sure, those are prayers and they, they, um, because actions can speak louder than words, right? Your action, actions of love can speak. They speak a language of love, which, which God sees and God knows and, and God rewards, um, and God appreciates, um, because the Lord, Lord loves actions of kindness, uh, not just good thoughts, right? There's people, there's lots of people have good thoughts but good thoughts is not enough to, to actually make it to heaven. You got to have good thoughts and it's got to translate into your, your, your action. So I think loving actions dispose you to pray better and also in themselves are, are beautiful acts of, of prayer to God as um, acts of kindness would be an expression of, of love for your, your wife or um, your friend. Wow. So that's really good. That's it super good like takeaway from this that those small those small um loving acts those small acts of kindness not only is it making the world a better place by making people happy making them feel loved but it's also pleasing to god and that's that's you working towards sanctity so man super upsetting but we're gonna have to start finding a way to wrap it up um we're kind of at our time limit this went by super fast um, yeah, actually, it did. <laughs> like, Always does. There, but um, well, before... I would say one, one last final challenge, and my challenge to the listeners to go forth would be to do an act of kindness, and by do I mean D E A U X. Every day, um, one like conscious act. But if you're, if you're a guy, I would say you can't do it to a girl, right? Because our, uh, it extends because, I don't know, sometimes the motivation there is like, I want this girl <laughs> to notice me, to wink at me. And girls oftentimes, you know, they show like really affection, like, oh, thank you so much. Like kind of deny yourself and try to do it to somebody that like even is really hard for you to maybe get along with or to challenge yourself because the more – there's no um, human reward or the more it's hidden then the more it's really out of love for God. And it's not you get less love, like my own ego mixed into it. So my challenge, uh, well, first is just to do an act of kindness, but to do it to somebody it's unexpected hidden. It's hard to do it hidden, right? We're in a Facebook culture or an Instagram culture. You want to take a picture and publish every good thing you do, but try to do it hidden and if possible, try to do it for, you know, someone who's not going to give you anything in return. So not like the pretty cheerleader who sits next to you, who you have a crush on. It's probably- <laughs> wow. should, should the person you do it to know about it or no? Um, I would I, it, it's, I would challenge you to, to try to make it hidden. You can, like the guy who did it, the guy was trying to do the, the, my example with the guy in the sweater, he was trying to do it in a hidden way, but 
we kind of knew who it was because there weren't many, many options. And when we looked him right in the eye, he knew that we knew. So then he came over and gave a testimony. Uh, but he was trying to love us. There's a power in a hidden act of charity. But and if God wants the, the giver, if God wants your act to be discovered for some greater good, like he wanted me to discover that it was this guy, uh, then God let God um, be the one who, who, who uncovers that act. But try to do it hidden. And um, if God doesn't want it to be hidden, then let God do what he wants. But yeah. hidden. And praise God that we did figure out that it was that guy because that was such a beautiful, like, realization exactly. for us. Like, reminder, like, not to judge people by, like, what they look like or what, what it seems like they're doing. But really, like, how much love was in his heart. That was so awesome. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Well, good. Thank you for that challenge, Father. I'm actually going to try to do that as well. Um, man, the hardest thing would be to, to do an act of kindness towards crab. So, um, <laughs> I guess I'll have to really work on that. Um, but, uh, well, you man. can't even do acts of kindness yet. Cause you still owe me. Whoa, 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 whoa. So first you have to pay your debts <laughs> and then you do an act of Father, kindness. Father John, I have to buy Christian, uh, a pipe. <laughs> so there's that. Just so you're not pipe. left in the darkness. Well, you could do something unexpected. Buy buy him a bubble pipe. That would be unexpected. Like he wouldn't. <laughs> like I buy him a PVC pipe. <laughs> <laughs> that would be unexpected. That would be unexpected. <laughs> Act of kindness. Oh man. Well, good, Father John. Thank you so much for, for sure. um, this time. Thank you so much for all of your words. Thank you for your yes to christ it's been awesome having this conversation with you and yeah, yeah absolutely do you have uh, any Shirley? final words father What's not that? in life just in the podcast any what? final words final words um it would just be love like a man hey. like actually father i know what i want your last words to be on this podcast <laughs> Can oh, you yeah. say for us, can you say, go forth, the podcast has ended? <laughs> okay, go forth, the podcast is ended. Thanks for awesome. the job. Awesome. Okay, I'm going to end it now. So, God bless you guys. God bless. You gotta love like a man and fight like a soldier for those you love. Till the day you get older, say what you mean and mean what you say. Come